0: New York, big city of dreams I'm coming, coming,
1: straight out, out New York, New York, big city of dreams NYC What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time and the Nick's beat the Raptors. Yes, we little bro the Raptors with our little bros RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly on the team, 126 to 100. Let's get to this box scores, all right? OG Ananobi gives you 14 points, seven rebounds, and magnificent defense as usual, all right? Dante DiVincenzo gives you 17 points and shoots seven of 12, precious has a breakout game with 18 points and 11 rebounds. Josh Hart gives you 10 points and nine rebounds on the right. But wait a minute, hold on a second. We have the main man, Julius Randle, giving you 18 points, 10 assists, and 16 rebounds on the night. A triple dub. First time the Knicks had, had a triple double since Emmanuel quickly of last season. And of course, you already know the captain, the leader, Jalen Brunson, gave you 38 points and nine assists with five rebounds on the night and was cooking them all night long. The Knicks, they, they out rebounded the Raptors 61 to 31 rematch. Can I get some of those rebounds? I mean, they didn't have Purdle there. No, the Toronto didn't have Purdle. so it was missing some rebounding power, but damn it, we still smacked them by a lot. And the Knicks overcame a lot by, they turned the ball over 21 times, and they did a lot of their turnovers in the first half, but the Knicks overcame in the third and fourth quarter. They scored 30 plus points in both quarters to put the Raptors away, and it was a victory. It was an emotional victory. We saw RJ come back. We saw IQ come back, they had good games, enough of them when we can clap, but then after that, we smashed their hopes, dampened their dreams, and smacked them by 20, and they only scored 100 points, and that's the perfect way you wanna go out, all right? Jalen Brunson cooking RJ Barrett all night, and holding Emmanuel quickly, my second favorite, Nick, ex-Nick, to 11 points. That's how we do it, and we are gonna talk about it all, the good, the bad, the ugly, a lot of good, a lot of celebration, the Knicks won three in a row. So basking, this guys basking the fact that the Knicks are a good team. We are better than good team. When you're beating teams under 500 and you're 18 and 0 beating teams under 500 to 18 and 0, you're you're not a mediocre team anymore. You're ascending. You're ascending to that great level. And right now, the Knicks are that great level. We just have to get that bench working. We just gotta get that bench working. And good sign for Precious giving you 18 points, 11 rebounds off the bench. But I want to get you guys thoughts on it. All right. So let's get to a shout out to my guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. And shout out to Lee Escobedo as well. Now, I- I'm going to tell you guys a secret. So so Lee, Lee, Lee said Lee say he has a hot take. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to start with Lee. <laughs> I'm going to hold off. I'm letting you know the hot take is coming. I'm going to pass the ball to Ryan. He's going to warm it up, and then we're going to pass the ball to Lee for three. All right? That's how we do it. Lee's playing cleanup. All right? what's up go. <laughs> what, what you thinking,
2: Ryan?
3: Well, first and foremost, shout out to RJ Barrett. Shout out to Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I'm glad to see that the Knicks fans showed him love, which... I always thought I was I always thought that would be the case because both players they were they were liked, they were well liked in New York, you mm-hmm. know. And we show respect to players that you know wanted to play here and they gave the all-while in the orange and blue. So I'm glad that they got the respect that they rightfully deserved and and the fact that they had a tribute video for them as well. You know, I was happy about that too. But on the other hand, you know, at the end of the day, I believe blue and orange, and I'm glad mm-hmm. the Knicks. Smacked the Raptors, but they should have, which they should have done. Um, since the trade, the Raptors are four and six, and on the road, the Raptors do give up a whole lot of points, mm. and the Knicks pretty much put it on them. One hundred twenty-six points tonight. Julius Renner with a triple double. And J- Jalen Brunson breaking off with 38 points. I, mean, I thought the Knicks played well. I mean, the first quarter was shaky. I mean, the first half was shaky with the turnovers That pretty much kept Toronto in the game. Yep. But they cleaned it up in the second half and began to pull away, which they, sh- which they should have done because the Knicks are the better team. And defensively, the Knicks have been crazy. The Knicks have been solid. And I'm also glad to see that the- that we were able to rest our guys a bit. The minutes were down today because the Knicks were able to beat up on the Raptors and allow the unit to come in and finish out the game so I'm glad for that as well so for this game like Brunson only paid 35 minutes Rand only paid 32 amen and nobody only played 37 then on top of that Knicks are gonna have two rest days until they have to pay the nets on Tuesday so I'm glad to see that get those guys some rest um I'm also glad to see Precious actually play well and the thing with Precious is that he's not a bad player you know like he's pretty decent on defense and he he defends well. The only issue with Precious is that you know sometimes when he gets the ball in the paint, you know he can be a bit you know butterfingery with the <laughs> you know with, with you know with the passes and stuff. You know sometimes yeah, he doesn't yeah. catch the ball well, and that's really his main issue. But tonight it, but tonight it seemed like he was up for it against his former team, and he played well. Eighteen points, eleven rebounds, and so we might need him in the future because we have to monitor Hardenstein's situation because he left the game with a with an, um twisted with a Ankle sprain. sore angle. angle go, yeah. Yeah, we don't know how that's gonna affect them for the next game. So hopefully, you know, pressures can build on this and contribute in the future games. But yeah, the Knicks played well tonight. The bench didn't play as bad as they have in previous games. The bench actually showed up tonight, as, except for that little stint in the third quarter where McBride was kind of messing up. Yeah. And, up the ball. and it's like, you know, you're giving get you're, you're getting the opportunity to show that you, that you should make this position yours. And it's like, you're fumbling, you're you're fumbling. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're giving the Knicks more and more reason to be like, okay, you know what? We need to go out there and get bench help. So besides that, you know, the Knicks played a good game tonight. I'm glad to see that that they smacked the Raptors by 26.
1: Ryan G unloaded the clip. He, t- he touched on everybody. He said he talked about Precious.
3: <laughs> he talked
1: about the turnovers in the, in the, in the first quarter. He talked about he, he he talked about it all. I don't know if you want to address that, then get to your hot take, or, or how do you, or how do you want to take this league? Because ah, there's a lot to address in that whole
4: that whole I'll get the first thing. take out the way, then put on my blue light glasses. So oh oh the... Lord, okay. Are well, you educated now? This is this is your
1: reading glasses. This is how you. Use <laughs>
4: is my blue light glasses. Have to so be on my laptop and not get my drains. Let me tell you, that's on this office as hell. Let that's me it. tell you something.
0: <laughs> and then Nets,
4: the Knits are one piece away. That piece must do two things. Back up playmaker, point guard spot, and be the third best offensive player on my team. If we get a guy who can be both those things, Jordan Clarkson qual- qualifies. DeJounte Murray qualifies. We did one of those two players for win the championship this year. I feel it in my soul. I watch this team. Look, I know the Raptors are the Raptors. All right? I'm not basing this off of the Raptors. I'm basing this since we all watch every game. We talk about every game. We break it down. We, we were thinking critically when we're watching. This is active watching not passive watching since the OG uh Anobi trade. I have watched what he has brought to this team is not just the the offensive guy that we need that fourth option in the playoffs, but I think he can stop every single perimeter dude. Not keep them the five points, but keep them low percentage shooting, keep them off the free throw line because he doesn't foul and keep them taking difficult shots. I'm talking about the Giannis's talking about the Tatums, those type of dudes. The maxis, we can put them on anyone one through five with the exception of Embiid and Joker, and he can lock them up. That addition has put us only one piece away. It is open the way he is corner shooting opens up the driving lanes. Everyone is moving the ball. DiVincenzo right now is our third option. But if we could upgrade that, move either move DiVincenzo to the bench or have a bench guy who's better than DiVincenzo, and you have both weapons to utilize in closing, we will win the championship this is Year, it's as wide open as it's ever been. We saw those Lakers teams, Shaq and Kobe. We saw the Spurs dynasty, the Miami dynasty, the Washington, the Warriors dynasty, and McCab dynasty. Those dynasties are over, they're done with. It's a wide open landscape. And I think we add a backup playmaker like DeJounte Murray or Jordan Cardson. Yes, we can beat the Nuggets, and yes, we will see si, Sephweta Nits win the championship this year, baby. Let's go! <laughs> Woo! Takes
1: make make sure your laptops are good. Make sure your speakers are good. Make sure your headphones are good, and then blow out your ears. That was a hot take. Whoa, we don't let
3: that break. Yeah, Definitely hot take. We don't let that breathe.
0: Man, I just want to let that breathe. You want to let breathe? breathe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I don't even know what to address first. I wanted to get into the game but now you're talking about championships. I'm all over the place. My brain is all over the place. Um, cool. What should I do? What should I attack first? What should I attack first? All right, championships. All right, let's uh, We all said let's rewind. I remember last year talking about RJ Barrett being the piece. We have a captain in Jalen Brunson. We have Julius Randle, who's the dog. Um, but it's with the caveat though, right? If Julius Randle plays the way he does in the regular season, in the postseason, RJ Barrett is able to hit threes and play defense, and play make Those were the other things that, because I felt like he had a chance to be a good playmaker here. Then I thought we would go over. We had a chance to like shock the world and like contend it didn't happen with RJ Barrett. It didn't happen with RJ Barrett. Um, but what we did get now is a guy who can hit threes and play defense and that's why we are right now. We are we are right right now. But we still don't have that playmaking piece. So so now I understand Lee's thought process cuz we've had this conversation on this program numerous times about we need defense, three-point shooting and playmaking. If we add a playmaker now, it's, it's definitely possible. Now, championship this year and contending to me is two different things. Contending means you're in a conversation. You have the horses. You can go to the finals. You can do that. I feel like it's possible that we can contend if we have that playmaker here. Championship booked. I don't know. There's a lot of variables that go into championship. It's hard to win a championship in the NBA. I was watching a show that was talking about how many teams have won a championship back to back in the last ten years. Not many. After like after the 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 Golden State dynasty, it's been like every year has been a different team. There's a lot that has to go right to win a championship. But uh, so I'm not sure about championship per se, but. I think we'd be, I think we'd have a chance because to me, Jalen Brunson is him for sure. Julius Randle is the the question mark. He, I think this might be the year that he can do it. He has to show me because I've never seen him do it before in the playoffs, but I think this is the year he can, particularly if he's healthy and Jalen Brunson is healthy with him. Uh, Then if we add that piece, then maybe we have something, but there's, there is intangibles that have to happen too because with a guy who's a playmaker you have to also learn your teammates you have to know the system you have you it, like it takes some time to get some to like be familiar and, and so like you need time to grow with into that but there's definitely a shot that he can grow into that and propel us this year but maybe next year might be the you know like so I understand I understand the enthusiasm. I feel like it's a possibility that the pieces will be there to, to contend. Um, but I, I, we, we got to let, let it gel. We got to let it gel, let it, let it cook. That's the way I
3: see it. Yeah, I just want to say something about the championship um, take as well. And that's the reason why I was so high on Jonathan Murray because the way I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, look, Right now, the Knicks added OG Ananobi. The defense has improved tremendously because I think since the Knicks have acquired OG, I think they're number one in defensive rating. Like they've been killing teams defensively. And that's already one, that's already like one factor right there that contributes to a championship team. Your ability to play defense and the Knicks are holding teams under 100 points mm-hmm. consistently. It's not even like they're locking down on teams. So the way I was thinking about it was like if they bring in another guy like DeJounte Murray, where you know he can get you 20, he can run an offense. And yeah, I know his I know his defense may have slipped in Atlanta, but the thing is, this dude was on a all this dude was all defense. I forgot if it was first or second team in San Antonio. So he's capable of playing defense. It's not like he's a slouch on defense. Now, I don't know the reasoning as to why his defense hasn't been great in Atlanta, but I think with a coach like this that emphasizes defense. My opinion, I feel like he'll get the defense back out of the Murray. And then if you slide him into that starting lineup with Brunson, etc., like I like I understand what Dante defense adds to the starting lineup, and it's great. But I feel like if even if the if Dante's moved back to the bench, you add that third guy and then can get you 20. And then he plays defense like he played in San Antonio, the Knicks are going to be even a stronger defensive unit. And then on top of that, like I said, you can you can stagger minutes. You could take Dejounte Murray out early, put Dante back in there, and then have Dante pay with that starting lineup still for a few minutes. Rest Brunson when you put the second unit in, in, in there. Put Dejounte the Murray back out there with the second unit. Like you could stagger minutes and make it work. And and I'm and the way I'm thinking, I'm like if the Knicks add that third guy, there's a really strong chance they can make that run as long as everything meshes well together. So, I I see why Lee is saying, you know, if the Knicks get that, whether it's Clarkin or or Dejounte Murray, we outside, I definitely get it. But like JL has said also, like a lot of things also have to fall your way as well. Like a lot of variables have to fall in place and things of that nature also. But I'm of the firm belief, if the Knicks get the right guy, yeah, the Knicks are
4: outside. they definitely outside. Uh, I want to give some context and details as to why I'm saying this. I want to back up. It's a hottest hate I've ever had, and I want to back it up. When I wake up in the morning, I think about the Knicks. When I'm drinking my first shot of espresso, I'm thinking about the Knicks. When I smoke a J, I'm thinking about the Knicks. When I'm eating sushi, I think about the Knicks. When I read a book, I'm thinking about the Knicks. When I'm with a lady, I'm thinking about the Knicks. When I go to sleep, I think about the Knicks. I think about the Knicks all day, every day. I think about everything. I think about what I didn't watch, I think about the 70s team, I think about the 80s era. I think about Patrick Ewing, 85, and drafted with shaking hands with Dave DeBuscher. I think about the 90s, Ewing starts. I read books on my knits. I think about when I first started watching. I think about Larry Brown, Isaiah Thomas, James Dolan. I think about Phil Jackson. I think about Andre Bardiani. I think about Eddie Curry. I think about Mello. I think about Porzingis. I think about Steve Mills. I think about it all. I think about it all constantly, non-stop. When I say I had mental illness, believe me, I think about it non-stop. The Knicks drive me crazy. And I'm in love with the idea of watching the Knicks win a championship with my father. It's all I want in life. And I feel like we're as closer as we've ever been. And there's, there's reasoning when I think about all these things, of why it brings me to this point that I think we're one piece away. Because I think Leon Rose, while I criticize him for building a team around the head coach, The head coach and Jalen Brunson, there's a connection there that makes it understandable, more so than the Randall-Tibbs connection. This guy is able to be the avatar and make up for Tibbs' offensive lack of creativity because of his ability to hit shots and be a playmaker and have high IQ out there on the court. He's not a Stephon Marbury. No shade to Steph. He's not a 40-year-old Jason Kidd. No shade to him either. He's not Raymond Felton. No shade to to, Big Daddy. I mean, Jalen Brunson is a baller, he's oh, a winner, <laughs> he's clutch as hell. Yeah, I think Tom Thibodeau can coach this team, that third option to a championship, because Jalen Brunson is on this squad. He's a mini-Melo with a mindset of hitting game winners and winning the ball in crunch time. I trust him when the ball is in his hands. That third player cannot be Malcolm Brogdon anymore. I thought it could and can't, because that third player has to be the third option, the third best offensive player, and must be the backup playmaker on the bench. Brogdon Chet's one-block bots. Backup of playmaker back of play off the bench. He will not be the third best offensive player on my team. I think DiVincenzo would surpass him, maybe even OG. But Clarkson, bucket, Hooper. DeJounte Murray, even a bigger bucket and even a greater Hooper. You add one of those two guys, or maybe a third one who I haven't mentioned. No, it is not Bruce Brown. No, it is not Terry Rogier, but someone of DeJounte Murray's ilk or somewhere in between him and Clarkson still wise. You add that piece to this roster. I'm telling you, brothers, we're outside. Forever,
1: I just had to do just for, for dramatic effect. <laughs> I'll say that I'm, I'm gonna say that I I've thought about this. I was trying to hold this topic, man, but I had a feeling hot take was trying to force me to go to this topic sooner. and I'm, I will refuse to go to the topic sooner, or I'm gonna go back to the, the game breakdown after this. All right, shoot. All right, so I was kind of thinking about the defensive deficiencies. of 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 dejounte murray if if you were to trade for him right um point of attack defense has been so so according to a lot of the hawks fans but what he's good at really has been off ball stealing the ball that type of defense um same thing that dante divincenzo is good at right now (laughs) like our defense is thriving with dante divincenzo not being a good point of attack defender, but being a good off ball, st- high steel defender. So I guess my new thinking with Adam Dejounte is like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jay. If you swap out the Devo with Dejounte, you might not have that off ball shooting like you did with Devo, but you'll have the creativity and playmaking. You can have Julian Brunson off ball more. and you won't really lose. I don't think you'll lose much defensively because, because it's still kind of the same archetype. So I, I still feel like it can work. Cause it's been working for us right now. Like our defense has still been pretty good this year with that type of archetype. So even if he's not the best point of attack defender, the fact that he can play good off ball defense should still work out for us. Um, so that's, that's my updated take on swapping out Dejounte for Debo. Um, the starting lineup. Now, as far as Malcolm Brogdon, I still feel like he can be a really good piece for us, and I still feel like it could work. And I might be as as dynamic, and it might not be as long, like because you know his career is he's a little, he's older. But like he just dropped three the other day. Like he's like that's how, like I said, like he he won six man of the year last year. I don't. I feel like you put somebody like that on a team who's winning and playing for something you'll get more out of him Because when you're a vet and you're like year freaking 2012 or 13 and you're on a rebuilding team, like you halfway check out. Like, I don't know if you noticed Alec Burks is balling all of a sudden. He's balling all of a sudden. You know why they're balling? Because it's trade deadline time. <laughs> you know what they're playing for? They're playing for other teams to notice them. So like, that's why I don't, you can't really take certain vets not playing well on bottom tier teams, as like this is who they are, because they're just like I'm just trying to get through the day because these dudes suck. They're yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying if we get Malcolm Broad, then I I would I still feel okay. Um, if you get Dejounte Murray, it might be a bigger swing. It might be the home one, Serene. I think we I think it I think we might work out either way is, is how I'd look at
4: it anyway. Last year in the playoffs, we had four guys that made me very nervous when they had the ball and it was a close game. RJ Barrett, yeah. Emmanuel Quigley, Julius Randle, and Quentin Grimes. At this point right now, it's pretty safe to assume Quentin Grimes will be off the roster by the trade deadline. That leaves one guy, Julius Randle. Now, in order for me to look like a clown, in order for me to be roasted and dragged online and internet, internet, it's going to be because of a guy I put my full faith in this season. The guy who i had been bought 100% in on, Julius Randle, my Dallas, Texas homeboy. If Julius Randle bombs in a playoff, it's time to get rid of him. We can't have three in a row. The first one, that was all him. Second one, I'll give him a little bit of grace. But the injuries slowed him down. What about the effort, though? What by running back on D. What about uh, hedging on your man? What about being commutative on defense? What about the rebounding? But if he doesn't, he shows up for the first time. But I think there's a shared belief among us that he will. I think this is a playoffs that he does. If he will, that eliminates all the guys that we worried about before. Because now the Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Hartensteins, the Josh Hart's. Those guys I trust in their role to do what they're brought in by Leon Rose to do and what Tibbs expects him to do game to game. Dante, part that- rebounding; Those things will happen. So all you need is Randall to come in fruition. And if he plays in the playoffs, he does right now, that's a top ten player in the playoffs, maybe even top five. We're outside forever.
1: Now, now Dante too. Dante hasn't played well in the playoffs yet. So that's still another – that's still something you have to work look out for. You know what I'm saying? Dante, he's had a, he's had a, he's kind of fell flat in the playoffs. So this is like, he'll have to see, we'll have to see how that goes too. It might be work better when you have his buddy, Jalen Brunton, he's playing with maybe it's in, infused some more offense and some more confidence in him. He's playing the best ball of his life right now with the Knicks with his buddy, Jalen Brunton. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, that might change, but he hasn't played well in the, in the playoffs either. Josh Hart, last year was his first playoffs. First... The first round, he played well. He was the reason, one of the big reasons why he beat the Cavs. And then versus the Heat, I felt like he struggled a lot. He was scared to shoot the ball. So hopefully he's learned from that, and he, he'll pull
4: the trigger this year and not be afraid in the moment. Sometimes,
1: sometimes you need to take your lumps.
4: One short retort to that, uh, and then I'll pass the ball to Ryan. That's why I think that Extra guy we need to bring on, that backup playmaker, and third scoring option. That's why I word it so specifically, because if you have that guy who's initiating the bench's offense, it's easier for Josh Hart to get shots. His shots are more wide open, and, they're, and they come in the flow of the offense. Also, Dante DiVincenzo has to do less. So, yeah, he hasn't had a, a huge, great scoring run in the playoffs in his history. But as a fifth option, sixth option, I trust him way more in that slot than I do as a starting $2 currently. Because I think the guy with like Jordan Carter or Dejounte would move up into petting order. So everything is dependent on the precise wording in which I used. That player we bring in has to be the backup playmaker and the third option offensively on this team.
1: Yeah, now, I I agree with the playmaker thing, but I'm sorry, I cannot get the image of Josh Hart being wide open at the top of the key and like him being afraid to shoot. And then like the next blue plays over, Brunson was scared to pass in the ball. Like he was he was treating Brunson was treating him like Grimes in the beginning of the season. Like he was not passing, he was not passing Josh Hart the ball for like a good five minutes when he was open. Because Boy Boy was scared to shoot. He was scared to shoot the rock. So like he 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 gotta get over that in the playoffs in big moments. Cause that's what you're here for. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That. go ahead, No, I
3: was just gonna add that. Yeah. I mean, with this current roster, uh, yeah, there is still a few questions. Um, I think the only person you can really depend on where, you know, he's going to get you buckets and, you know, that he's going to perform to his level of Jalen Brunson right now. Like, that's the one guy that, you know, for a fact is going to show up. The other guys on the roster, there's still a bit of question marks about them when it comes to playoff performances, but, but I do agree with Lee on this, though. If Julius Randle does not perform to his ability in the playoffs, at least to the way he performs in the regular season, he sticks it up again. If I was the Knicks front office, I would start fielding trade offers for Julius Randle at that point because that would be three straight playoffs in a row that he didn't perform. And especially this after this season, because we're looking at the team at the moment, like this team is close. If they add that one special piece it could really take them over the top so but that's also dependent on Julius Randle performing the way he's supposed to perform in the playoffs like he does in the regular season so if he comes into this playoffs this year and he's healthy and he doesn't perform up to his potential you you, I think the Knicks if I think the Knicks have to do their due diligence and look and look to see who can they trade Julius Randle for and bring in that could possibly help the team When it comes to playoff situations so i do definitely agree with lee on that but it's it'll be interesting seeing the knicks in the in the playoffs because it's not everybody on the roster right now that that you could be like yeah they're going to be playoff performers and things of that nature you know what i mean so if but if the knicks do perform the way that they're supposed to perform and they and they perform similarly to how they perform in the regular season if they add that right piece, I mean, it's pretty much the distance. Like, this team can go, can possibly, they, they can possibly make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because I think with the right piece, they're gonna beat the Bucks, they're gonna beat the Sixers, and the other teams that they've that they've stacked up. But they're gonna beat any of those teams. The only question mark is really Celtics. the Celtics. Yep, that's really the only question mark. And and if things go right. The Knicks can possibly pass them too if they get the right piece. So th- th- there's gonna be a lot of question marks, but if this team performs up to their potential, yeah, they can they can go far.
1: Yeah, it's possible. It's, it's possible. listen. Randall had a triple double today. This is like this is one of those games where you just you saw everything that you love and hate <laughs> about Randall. You have the triple double 18 points, super unselfish. Ten assists, obliterated obliterated him on the rebound. Sixteen rebounds by his damn self. Played defense when he didn't play defense. He said my bad. Took accountability today. He missed the defensive rotation. He said my bad. When's the last time you see him say my bad? He Usually pointing somebody else. You you supposed to rotate? No, that was that was your man, Randall. But then he also had, but then he also had um, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers on ten assists. Extremely high, extremely high number. Um, he still has to clean up the turnovers, and in the playoffs, those the defenses are harder. They they double harder. They they play, play those plastic lanes harder. So he has to get used to that. And those are the things that he has to get better at. And it just seems like he's he's built to have those seven turnovers games. But the eighteen points, the ten assists, looking for your teammates. Those are things that you like. Like you hate that the turnovers are there, but then you also love that he was looking for his teammates. You know, like he looked like he was purposely playing decoy to get his teammates open shots because that's the way the game was playing. So good game for Julius Randle overall. And we need we need that in the playoffs, minus the turnovers. <laughs> and we need Jalen Brunson, 38 points and nine assists in, in the game as well. We need that on the playoffs in the shot making. We need OG Ananobi. I saw OG Ananobi shoot... Uh, 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 a jump shot off the dribble. I would love to see more of that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see more of that. And we need some bench production finally. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need some bench production. Even with the, even with, uh, even with uh, Dante, even with Dejounte here. If we ever dig it, we need somebody else to step up. It can't just be Dejounte, and I mean, he needs a running mate. He needs a running mate. I mean, hopefully Mitch is there. Maybe lose some pick and roll with Mitch when he comes back and he plays off comes off the bench or something. But he needs a running mate. Cause right now I love Miles McBride, but he's he's right now he's a two guard. <laughs> right now he's a two guard in the point guard's body. But um yeah. Whew, our championship. I knew I kind of figured I was
4: like, yo, he's least gonna say championship, yo. In my I <laughs> in my Don't know me by now.
1: I be <laughs> knowing,
4: man. Don't know me by now. <laughs> I stay consistent. Yes, he do. He definitely do.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know, besides that, there's certain things that Knicks have to work on the, that I feel like um we've been we've been getting beat on this year. One is transition defense. Mm-hmm. I feel like this season, we've been good defensively in the half court, but mm-hmm. teams have found a way to kind of just beat us running. And a lot of times they beat us running because, you know, Brunson is back. Brunson's usually the first guy back if tra- for the defensive defense, and usually the guy who has the ball is like a big wing or a center, and he just finishes right over Brunson. So we have to really work at being disciplined enough to get back on defense. And that was a big problem today. Unfortunately, we fixed it. Um, because he, that was even doing that off of made buckets. R.J. was, R.J. didn't have to shoot a jump shot. Like we already know what to do with R.J. Make him shoot jump shots. He didn't have to shoot a jump shot until the third quarter. <laughs> All his points was going to the rim, every single one. Fast break, rim. Fast break, rim. That's what he does. We got to get back on defense. Turnovers. We already said Julius Randle's turnovers have been high. Um, Jalen Brunson, who's historically been a guy who has low turnovers. Um I feel like he's been turning the ball over more even more this season. Maybe teams are figuring out how to guard him a little bit better with the passing lanes and the double teams. Um and he's been turning the ball over, but it seems like he he's been turning the ball over lately more lately. They're like that that one pass where he just threw it to to
3: nobody? Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> yeah, definitely a right there. It's
1: definitely a bro. <laughs> I was like, damn. it's like, Did the spirit of Josh Hart take over you in that yeah. pass? Like, that was... <laughs>
3: what? Yo, you the yo, the spirit of Josh Hart definitely took over tonight because there were two other passes in that game that looked Josh Hart-esque. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah.
1: Oh yes. What's the name? The what's supposed to do with the with the little beard on the rafters? his name. He threw one of those too. Yeah. We, we thought, that was crazy. But we need, we need, yeah. We need, we need to, we need to, we need to just cut the turnovers. We need to get back on on the fast breaks because those, those would feel like they'll be in the two things that have been killing us so far this season. Because otherwise, we, so far, since OG Ananobi's been here, when it comes to the half court, teams really haven't had a chance. They really haven't. Because OG Ananobi, defensively out of, out of this world, his rotations have been all, out, of, out of this world. He's been. Going to the center. He's been blocking, blocking cutters. He blocked RJ Barrett's three-pointer in the corner. He's been crazy. That felt good. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> seeing RJ get stuffed in a different jersey, <laughs> uh, it's the only mean thing I'm going to say. It, it felt nice. No, nah, it did.
1: It did. Seeing RJ Ar- get blocked by OG felt good. Seeing RJ get blocked by Precious uh, <laughs> <Purchase> felt good. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing RJ getting taunted by Julius Randle while he's breaking a free throw, and Julius Randle screaming, "I'm in your head! I'm in your head!" That was funny. I retweeted that on Twitter. That was good. All that was great. All that was good. <laughs> watching it because OG Anunoby once again, RJ didn't get the ball. Even IQ. Kudos to the coach because the second half, RQ had 11 assists, 11 points. Knicks made sure he did not get going. IQ did what he had to do, made the correct basketball play. But once the ball got out of IQ's hands, nobody else knew what to do. <laughs> so, like, the whole game plan, I felt like, for the second half was get the ball out of IQ's hands and let somebody else do something. And once that happened, it was, they, they can't do anything. It was really a wrap. So, shout out to the game plan for uh, Tom Thibodeau. Coach. And shout out to Precious and Ch- Yo, take your victory laugh Lee, because you've been the precious that you were. Uh... I'm a fan.
0: You've been the I, guy. I,
4: I, <laughs> I didn't know if it's just like, I, I didn't know why I didn't see whatever everyone else said, uh, saw when they were criticizing him. I don't think his hands are that bad in the post. I think he's nervous. I think he's still adjusting to a new team. Uh, I think he's trying to make a good impression. He knows there's pressure on him because there's not really a guy behind him. But then come in and and take those minutes. It's, it's on him to produce. Even more so with Hartenstein injured now. So I think once he gets the groove and it's a little more comfortable with the guys who are throwing those passes, he gets more of an intuition with the chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a yeah. much more impactful player. He I need him to hit that three, though. That's the one thing I'm still hypercritical of is his inability to hit the three. But he's a great athlete. He's a really solid defender, too. Yeah. When him and OG are out there, they disrupt everything. It, it doesn't matter what kind of action they run. Those guys have the ability to recover really quickly because of their athleticism and foot speed. I think there's great potential for Precious. I hope we hold on to him. I've liked him ever, ever since he was with Miami.
1: Yeah, I, I like that he had a good game today. I mean, to me, to be honest, this is the game he's supposed to play good in. We have Pertle out. Yeah, you have Pertle out. So the backup center is the starting center, and the third shooting center is, is the backup center. So you got to dominate. <laughs> you gotta dominate against third string center on the damn Raptors and he did what he had to do right? he had 18 points, 11 rebounds and then he had to play with the starting unit and kept that momentum with the starting unit so he did, he played against the back good against the backup as well so he did what he had to do so shout out to, to Precious we got some dunks, some blocks shuffle those puppies as Perk likes to say I've been watching a lot of Perk lately because he's been praising the Knicks <laughs> <laughs> He's shuffling those puppies and do what he has to do. So shout out, shout out to Precious
2: all
1: right And also Isaiah, Isaiah Hartenstein, man, soldier down, man down. Isaiah Hartenstein, four rebounds on the night. Uh, has a sore ankle. Only played twenty three minutes. It didn't say an ankle. It said sore ankle. I thought that was interesting because it made me it made me feel like, dare I say, Tid was being cautious? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, oh, it's hurt a little bit. You know what? We have two days off. Sit down. We're playing against Toronto. Precious Achua is playing against his team. Let him run and see what happens. And we're we, we already smacking up on him. I, Let's 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 go. I think I think that's what happens. I feel like he tweaked it. He probably could have played if he had to, but Tom elected not to.
3: Yeah, I think um, the fact that it said soreness, I think that it's probably. It, it's I don't think it's an injury that he suffered in game. I think it's something that was building up over time since it said soreness, and he didn't look right today, especially in a game like this where the Knicks just dominated the Raptors on the boards and. Mm-hmm. And he only grabbed four rebounds. You know, that's not, that's not like I heart. So I think that this was something that was probably building over time. Mm. and It got to a point where it got sore and he wasn't able to perform up to his standard. And I think that's why they probably pulled him from the game. was like, you know what, let's get you this rest. Precious is playing good, get Precious in there, let him, you know, get some, you know, fill in the minutes and things of that nature. He's just hoping that it's not anything serious and he's able to come back on Tuesday against the Nets, but I think it's probably something that was building up over time. Just for the simple fact, they didn't say sprained ankle or something yeah. like that. Ankle
4: well, soreness. F- Fred Katz, were, I just saw a tweet from two hours ago. He said it's indeed a sprained ankle. Or the, oh, it's so a, sprained this is a sprained ankle. ankle. Okay. okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. So that's well, that's that. that. Okay. <laughs> sprained ankle. All right. Ah, oh, this, this is what we're afraid of, man. I mean, Jericho Sims is up. This is this is this is this is when it gets crazy.
4: Listen, man, that trade uh, rumor, I don't know how much credence we should give to it because I'm not too aware of a source about <laughs> – I posted in our group chat by Danny Ainge playing hardball with Jordan Cardson. Um, I hope it's true because that means Leon's in the same way I am, my dog. I see you, big guy. But <laughs> it said that Danny Ainge was not willing to get to acquiesce off of Grimes, Fournier, and an unprotected first-round pick. Listen, y'all, you do not hate me for this one. But this Hartenstein injury – Give them those three, give them all three of those things. Give us Kelly O'Lennett and Jordan Clarkson, and let's win this damn thing this year.
0: Let's go! <laughs> no.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wanna get
4: oh, low, man? Oh
3: low man. I I, I think I think if 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 we're, supposed, if we're asking for a Linux in that trade, Angel's gonna ask for something else on top of that. I don't think. Come on, going. man! Don't say that. First,
1: first of all, Linux contract is, is so Clark's contract is gonna be fourteen million. Linux contract is, probably, I think, it's like around twelve or fourteen is, is, as well. So it's the deals. money don't work. <laughs>
4: trade, exception. Hmm? trade exception.
1: Trade exception. We have two trade exceptions, right? One five million. Mm-hmm. We have two five million trade exceptions. Yeah. I don't remember the other one.
4: No, Sounds like that one works. Is, Let's what is go.
3: One <laughs> is, is six mil, one is five mil. I think off of the Ob Toppin trade, off of the RJ Barrett trader. I believe, if I remember correctly.
1: All right. So wait. So Fournier is eighteen. Fournier. Okay. Fournier is eighteen. Grimes is what? Two?
3: Four? I think four. I think three or four.
1: Yeah, three or four. Uh, Eighteen plus four. So That's twenty-four mil. Clarkson is fourteen. Oh, it might not even need a trade That Actually, works. That the money actually
3: works. Olenek. No, not no. Remember, Clarkson earning like twenty-two or twenty-three this year. I think it goes down to fourteen the following season. So. Oh, you're right.
1: You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right.
4: You are Ryan right. Arsenando. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. Come on down baby. Let me tell you about beautiful Utah. <laughs>
1: Yo, you are hilarious. No, hold it's on. It's I need to get this right. Wait, because I'm, I'm glad I made I mean, I'm wait, where's these graphics? Damn it. I gotta get this right.
4: Shooting 42% from three this season. He is a career 37% shooter from three. It's not an anomaly. This is who this guy is. He's averaging eight points on 55% shooting from the field, five rebounds, 4.5 assists from the four and five spot, and a steal a game. My guy's a baller, man. Him and Clarkson. They already have continuity. They would come off the bench together. Listen, man, we win it all this year. We're outside forever. Make this trade, Leon. Let's go.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Jordan Clarkson's contract. I got it. <laughs> Gordon Clarkson, 23 million. So that's 23 million. So it's 19, 23 million for Jordan Clarkson. Plus. Anybody have a Linux contract? I'm going off of memory of a Linux I
3: contract. I think all oh, Linux contracts in the double digits, I believe.
1: I think it's like twelve or fourteen. If I'm not mistaken. A Linux contract.
3: It's twelve.
1: Twelve. All right. Twelve plus twenty-three. Let's do it together, guys. It's 35. 35. All right. <laughs> Big mathematicians here. All right, 35. Yeah. So now we got, we got, Devon Point news, 18.
3: That's 17 mil left.
1: That's 17. That's Grimes, minus four.
3: So that's um, 13 left. That's
1: 13 left. Two trade four. exceptions.
3: Malachi Flynn. No, you can't. You can't trade Malachi Flynn.
1: You can't trade Malachi. Two trade right exceptions. On, that's five good. and six.
3: That's 11
1: mm mm-hmm. So you add the eleven, you add the eleven to the twenty four.
3: Hmm.
4: Ryan Arcinando, two point five. You said they'd be two mil off. Yeah, with the with the two trade exceptions. No, Ryan Arcinando. He's two point five. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> perfect. Trade, <laughs> him <again>. right. <laughs> trade him again. Trade him
1: again. Trade him
2: again.
4: Wave. You bring him back. He's back on the bench. Give everyone pizza and water bottles? Oh, you
1: man, you, you know who we, we know who he just signed for three million. <laughs> no, nah, you can't even trade him yet. We can't be traded.
4: <laughs> Not yet.
1: <laughs> but that might be enough, though. Two within two million might be enough. Within two million, I think is enough.
3: No, you see, now Lee's, Lee's going to want me want to maybe go to the trade machine and see what the trade machine says. Yeah, I think within two million <laughs> is
1: enough. The the only other thing, the other the, the thing though is. The Knicks aren't. I don't feel like the Knicks are going to do that for a center because they expecting Mitch to come back. One, that they expect sh- Mitch to come back, and two, what's the and and two the length of the contracts? Like I, I don't expect them to be take. The, do you think they're going to take on two long term contracts? Because when he does Olynyk expire?
4: No, Olynyk expires after this season.
3: Olynyk expires after this season.
4: Olynyk can play the four too. He can play the four and five. You bring Mitch back. Just you add Olenis playmaking and shooting at the floor. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Mm, Interesting. It's, 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 mm. y'all killing me, man. This, This, well, I'll tell you one thing. If, depending on the length of this injury, and how Sims and Precious performs, I feel like is going to determine whether the Knicks even entertain getting another center. Because from what I've been seeing from Ian Begley and all the reports, are they're more looking for backup power forwards and creators, not necessarily centers. So we'll see how we'll see how this goes. We'll see how I goes. I feel like. We have a a stretch of games where we should be winning. Like we have the Nets up next, and a couple bottom feeders for the the next few weeks. Um, What's what's, what's, what's up with this next schedule? Yeah, what's up with this? Yo, don't you hate when your Google, uh, your Google search engine changes to Yahoo, and you didn't tell it to change to Yahoo? Now all your all your. Yeah, we got the, let's see, let's see. We just beat the Raptors. Nets on Tuesday, that's a dub. Ooh, we got the, ooh. We got the Nuggets on Thursday. Okay. I mean, no Hardenstein, don't be tough. That's going to be rough. Now, this the thing about Precious, I love Precious, but the thing about Precious in general, he had a, he, when he has to play those bigger centers, he has problems. I'm almost I'm almost man. Sims Sims will get destroyed too. This yep. is not going to be great. <laughs> God! Lord heart... Please, we, man, we gotta pray Hardenstein is ready for Thursday. We gotta yeah, pray I, Hardenstein is ready for Thursday because that is going to be a long day.
3: Yeah, and I just checked the trade machine just to make sure the trade would not work out because the Knicks would need to add. 4.9 more in salary to make that work. So they would add, they would need to add more than just Fournier Grimes and Ryan. Mm. They would have to, they, they would need to add five mil more to make that work pretty much. <clears throat>
4: hmm. Let's say Dylan Weindler, DeTuan Jeffries, Charlie Brown, Jacob Town. No. Jacob Town makes this like down. three dollars an hour, dog. Like discount. <laughs> you can all you can all stay in the same hotel in you, the beautiful downtown Utah. 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 you want. Enjoy, enjoy it. Become a dog. Who wants
1: Utah. to go to? That's why Donovan Mitchell left Utah, dog.
3: Like nobody wants to go
4: to it's Utah. It's choice. Me part Of it that reinforced. beautiful
3: racism, like nobody wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be and, and Mormons and people, yeah, families like, nah, we, 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 we nobody wants to people. do that.
4: Not even
1: Ryan wants to do
3: that.
4: No, Ryan's been nice. around
1: black people all his life. He didn't Not, want to go to Utah. i the
4: bums on the end of the next bench. to <laughs> Utah so we can <start> <laughs> in nah, I'm nah. <laughs> worried nah. about all that. <laughs>
1: You man, RJ is happy as hell. We didn't trade him to Utah. He went to he went okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh Close my.
3: Plus, he got quickly with it, with him there too. He can show quickly around town. Mm-hmm. So quickly, yeah, yeah. So quickly ain't gonna feel too lonely in Toronto as well. Exactly.
1: Go to they can go to Carabana.
3: He be he, he gonna be good. <laughs> fact, Carabana, yeah, Caravan gonna be lit. Oh, quickly gonna be quickly gonna experience something brand new. Oh yeah, <laughs> gonna I'm gonna go to Carabana. Brand new. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> yep.
1: listen. Oh man. No, but salute to the chat We got 100 in the chat Hit that like And subscribe We love it The KMT show We here talking Knicks basketball We had like a like a. It's fun I feel like we had like A five minute breakdown Of the game And then like A, a 40 minute Of what the hell what, what's, what's next It's all been on 40, 40 minutes of what's next And five minutes breakdown But um, shout out to Lee Well of course Shout out to you Shout out to Joe DeLuca Shout out to Fritz Alessandro Shout out to Sherwin Shout out to Nick Yak. Shout out to everybody rocking the Kid Show. If you're new to this channel, hit that like and subscribe button. We have to every game talking Nick's basketball. And we love talking it. Love talking to you guys. We also love the interactions. Also, yo, did I put the Discord link in the chat? Am I bugging?
3: I do not recall. I, I don't think I did.
1: I do not think I did.
3: Yeah, I don't even see it in the chat. To be real, I'm scrolling, I am scrolling up.
1: Hold on. Update. Nick's just correct. Okay, hold on. Yo, shout out to Knicks fan since birth, my little Haitian bro who, who just yeah. tagged us on Twitter. He said Knicks just corrected this to say Isaiah Hartenstein does not actually have a spring left ankle. It's a sore
4: left ankle, as they announced yeah. during the game. All right, so it's not- Okay. Red Katz was wrong. It's almost like when he posted that porn link. <laughs> oh. oh <man>. Brad <laughs> with the L. I missed
1: that. Damn, you never miss a porn link, huh?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did that happen?
3: What did I'm that roasting? I love it. Oh, I love man. it. We get Khalifa, OnlyFans, and then we also find out... <laughs> only, <then> also,
0: <laughs> I only let no Jay roast me
3: <laughs> like that. No one else roasts me like that. Only Jay. And now we also find out that tonight, while Lee is with the girl, he also thinks about the Knicks on my back. He on back <laughs> he's like, the back. Like, Who would the Knicks trade for today?
4: I he's hitting it for the back, yo. I can multitask. I'm able to multitask. I it just see, <laughs> like Jesus. I just hope you're not calling her a Randall
1: during mind. Oh, man.
2: Eddie oh, Curry. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's when I have a BBW. I yell that oh, great. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't want to be a dog, man. Yo, right.
1: yo do that, man. for those for those guys who just came in, y'all know what we talk about, you gotta rewind and hear what we're talking about. Yeah,
4: for
1: real. <laughs> when Lee said when he eat he, when he's with his girl, when he's with women he thinks about the Knicks. That's what we
2: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like, "What?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fine. That's why he's here. That's why he's no KLT. All right, he's dedicated. He's dedicated. All
4: right, totally, man. Obsessed.
1: That's the type of dedication we need. For real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> More dedicated than me, though. I'm not going to lie. More dedicated. Than
4: me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, pops. I see you, pops, in the chat. Pop pops. LOL. Oh man. Manner. He's like, who did I raise my
1: job? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, OK. Oof. All right. Yo, I had two. Oh, OK, you know what? Let me bring this question to you guys, because this brings me to this question, because. Ian Begley, right after we ended the last show, Ian Begley said something interesting. About DeJounte, Murray and the Knicks. Um, interest in him, right? It's funny because uh, I read Mike Scotto's article and Mike said that the Knicks were kind of looking around and looking elsewhere and they were in no rush to look into the to the, get into the DeJounte Murray. We also heard that the Hawks are looking for two first round picks for DeJounte. And Ian Bagley reported that the Knicks um, felt like price is too high. They are, they really like Dejounte really like him. What is what's been reported, but they feel like that price is way too high and they need to cut it. And so they feel like they need to back away. So now we all know the price is too first to put this into context. The Hawks traded. What was it? The, the Hawks traded two firsts for him, right? Two firsts and the pick swap. Yeah. Is what they traded for him. Two, two firsts, a pick swap, and Danilo Dalinar is what they got for So the, the Hawks essentially are trying to recoup it. Recoup. So I'm not sure if it's even two, two firsts and a pick swap, like exactly, or what they're looking for. But for you guys, do you feel like two firsts is too expensive for DeJounte Murray?
3: Yes, especially if Grimes is involved, because Grimes like a first round pick right there. So if I'm if, if I'm the Knicks, I'm gonna be like, look, you get Fournier, an expiring contract. You can use your club option and take them off your books after this season. That's number one. Number two, Grimes is basically like getting a first round pick right there. So that's one of your first round picks right there. Three. OK. I'll give you one, unprotect, un, one unprotected because De'Jounte Murray, he's a pretty good player, and he probably warrants at least one unprotected pick. So my deal would be one unprotected pick, Grimes, Fournier. If you don't like it, y'all can go kick rocks. Mm. Or we'll give you Fournier, but we'll, or we'll give you Fournier, one unprotected, and then one of those picks is going to either be a pick swap, or protected pick, but there's no way you're gonna get two unprotected. Like no way, Jose. No, not at all.
1: I have a question, though. I have a question. I'll ask some pushback because the reason why the Knicks are doing this, right? Because they want to want to play. They want, They only want to use one pick. The only reason why they're doing this is because they feel like they can flip Dejounte later if a one A another one A becomes available. That's the only reason. But. If you think the Jante makes you a contender, then aren't the two ideas conflicting?
3: I mean, I, I do get where you're coming from because if you think the is gonna take you over the top, then two first round picks is not a huge price. You know, you should be you should be able to be like, you know what, I'ma give you these two first-round picks, whatever, and whatever other you know, players to fill up the salary and make the trade. But at the same time, it's like, I do think the Knicks do need to, because the Jonathan Murray can be used as a trade piece. So in in case it doesn't work, you could probably flip him for that star player you think will take the Knicks over the top. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to really overpay you know what i mean like i want to make sure it's the right price you know what i'm saying so i'm not going to just give the hawks two first round pictures because that's what they want like i want like i want the, i want it to like string out a bit and see if they're going to drop their price and then say when the trade deadline comes if if no team is making a, a real push to get them then let's see if you can negotiate and drop the price. Like, I'm not just going to give the team two first round picks because they're demanding two first round picks. Like, like, for example, last year with OG, Mm -hmm. the the Raptors were demanding a whole bunch for OG. Knicks weren't budging. This year, he became cheaper, so we don't know. Like, the the Jonathan Murray's price might drop. As it, as it opposed to the trade deadline, but I'm gonna try to negotiate first before I just give up two first round picks like that. Like that's that's just me if I'm in the front office.
4: I would give up two at this point right now, <clears throat> because I think you add DeJounte, you can win a championship this year. I think we would. If we add DeJounte, we I think we would be the favorites in my mind, especially in the East. We would definitely win a championship this year. It also sets it up, sets us up to be su- a super dynasty in the future. Now you have DeJounte, but you can flip DeJounte two years, three years. Now that we only are lacking one pick by that time in the Atlanta trade. Now you can trade him for a Luca or a Giannis, and now it extends your window even further and higher. I think that's the thinking, is that he made this great with the potential to be even greater when he's flipped later on. So right now, two picks, cool. Oh,
1: it's, it's a couple of things. One, Ryan. Like, I was like, I, I'm what you run on. Never bid against yourself. Never bid against yourself. Right. That's how I, that's always, I always feel like that. I feel that's Leon's philosophy. I feel like we might be dealing with somebody a little bit more reasonable than Danny Ainge. Cause I feel like, I still feel like Danny Ainge traded to, you know, they, he traded Donovan Mitchell to to the cast out of spite. Yes. Like he, he told, like, I still remember, I still remember arguing with the Utah beat writer about the price. Because the Utah beat writer repeatedly said the price is four first-round picks. Danny Ainge does not want to trade uh, anything less than four first-round picks. Picks are more important than players. That's what he was saying to me. And then the Knicks deal fell through, and he was traded for three first-round picks. <laughs> so So this whole picks are important and players, things went out the window. Really, what it was was, We know you have a hundred million dollars and nobody else has it, so we're going for all of it. Like, that's the way I saw it in this trade landscape right now. Everybody knows that out of everybody who is interested in DeJounte Murray, the Knicks are the only one with uh the most capital who are interested. Like, of course, OKC has capital and uh other teams have capital, but the Knicks have the most capital for the for the player available. So I feel they might be trying to play Possum. They try to get the most out of us and we try and get the less less out of them. So I'm for playing possum and seeing if we can lower the price and then get
4: them that way. I'm with you on that, right? I'm definitely with you on that. I, I do think the, the pick amount dropped from four to three because they also got Laurie Market in that deal. I think they saw the potential they thought he had a higher ceiling as an incoming asset than RJ Barrett. And they were right on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's it's different messages though. Like, if you, you say, "Well, it's because of market marketing," that's fine, but then don't then say picks are more important than players, and then you fair, fight, and yeah. then you change your mind later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. I think that's all I'm really saying. And then it's also what type what types of play because I know the Knicks have eight picks, right? Yeah. But in my mind, the Knicks have six picks. Because the Knicks have four of their own picks. They have the Dallas pick, which is which will convey.
3: Yeah.
1: They have the what's the other Milwaukee. pick? Milwaukee. The Milwaukee pick, which will convey. Then we have the Pistons pick, which is trash. Trash. <laughs> and then we have the, the Wizards pick, which we all know.
3: Also trash. Also
1: <laughs> trash. So I mean it's like, oh we have eight picks. We have we, we really have six picks. <laughs> we really have six picks And a bunch of seconds um, So also the, What picks are you picking Like if we say two picks and it's like alright cool We'll give you the Wizards pick And Dallas pick have at it. I don't care That's pretty much one pick in my mind anyway <laughs> You know what I mean So it really depends on what picks you're talking about That's that what <laughs> Alright but that was some news from from Ian Beckley. But also news from Ian Beckley was there are certain teams that are interested in Quentin Grimes. Those teams are the Utah Jazz, the Atlanta Hawks, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Houston Rockets. Those teams are interested in Grimes. And- I know Ryan G and I. We were kind of canvassing their roster to see like what who we'd be interested in. Not a lot. No, like outside of the obvious of Dejounte, right? I heard some people maybe say AJ Griffin. Yes, I've heard some people say that. All right, cool. Outside of those two, from the Hawks, Utah is obvious. We got we got Olenek people interested. We got. Um, Clarkson Clarkson, who's interested I've seen some people who said Colin Sexton yeah Um, offensively he's amazing I still have my questions about having a Colin Sexton Jalen Brunson backcourt yes. closing I feel like it's, that's still too small even Clarkson though he, like he's taller but defensively I have a lot of questions you know still yeah. <laughs> but those are the guys who who could be targets when you're looking at the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies don't really have anybody to offer. I'm not interested in anything the Grizzly has to offer. Are you giving me Ja? Are you giving me what? Who? Like there's nobody in the Grizzlies?
3: No, I was just naming out other Grizzlies players that we would be interested in, which the Grizzlies would not give up. <laughs> right.
1: No deals there. No real deals there. And also, who was who's the other team?
3: Um, it was um the Rockets. The Rockets, yeah, Rockets here. Yeah. yeah,
1: we talked we talked about Easton, right? That's what we talked about Tari Easton.
4: Yeah, maybe yeah. Easton. Dylan Brooks. Hmm. I would take
3: yeah. it. Love it. I mean Brooks got a lot of salary and he just signed a new deal. What cool was it?
1: A lot of salary? I can't see the what's the play? What's the deal? Because we already know any 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 deal the Knicks do. That's not for a superstar. Has to be in the low twenties. That's what they're looking at because they want to be able to flip, flip the guy later. The the cap is going to be rising. So if we get a guy and is not making low twenties, the Knicks don't want. him. <clears throat> so I'm not sure how much you can look it up right now. This is 22 the- million.
3: Yeah, I'm looking up at salary right now. I know he's 22 about- mil. 22 mil. This, this is this yeah. is KOT
1: trade machine, guys. If you didn't know. I just, 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 just name an episode KOT trade machine,
3: <laughs> and, and and it's a descending contract as well.
1: Woo! descend. Okay,
4: those are the two Knicks specials. Okay, and, and he shoots forty percent from three.
3: Okay, we
1: like that. We like the forty percent from three. Dog defense gets another LeBron skin. He he has a New York attitude. He looks he looking he looks Dominican with the braids. Like he look like he can do it.
3: Fit <laughs> <laughs> right in Washington Heights. Exactly for sure. <laughs>
1: For oh, sure. Uh, 22 mil first year, 22 mil second year, then 21 mil, then 19 mil in 2026, 20, 2027.
3: 20, oh, yeah. That fits the bill. I can see. So, what? Eason? Eason, bro. And you know what? You know what? The Grizzlies. I forgot Grizzlies got Marcus Smart. I forgot about Oh,
1: that. yeah. The Grizzlies do have Marcus Smart. Mm. I mean, nah. You know what? I still, I've had, I've passed on both of them. I'm sorry, I do. I passed on. We already have, we have mini Marcus Smart here already.
3: Grimes, oh you mean um, oh, not Grimes. I mean um, oh, McBride. Yeah, because
1: nah. <laughs> no, no,
4: no, Smart's a better playmaker. Than no, McBride,
1: bro. he he is, but he is a better playmaker than McBride. But let's be real, he got shipped out because he wasn't a playmaker.
4: Well, he wasn't Drew Holiday, yeah. (laughs) But but as a backup? As a backup? Yeah. I think he's solid. You think he can run the second unit as a... Yes.
3: I mean, I think it's possible as well. You know, he's not going to be the starting point guard. He's going to be a backup point guard. To the degree
1: that we... I don't
3: know. (laughs) He wouldn't be my top choice, but...
1: Like, defensively, yes. Yeah. Like, I feel like we need more of playmaking firepower, to me, personally. I don't know what you. What do you guys think, in the check about Marcus Smart? No,
4: they're all saying no.
1: Yeah. Smart washed. So yeah, well, that's not true. Not true. Right oh, so smart is hurt right now. Smart is out for six weeks. No,
3: thanks. out for six weeks. So. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. And Dylan Brooks is a good player, but we still need a playmaker. Like we still like we, we traded Grimes, and we still have a
4: playmaker. That is true. It would have to be more than just one trade. Yeah,
1: so that that's a no for me, too. He's, a, he's an okay play, but we still need somebody who can set people up. Yeah.
3: Yeah, East Blue Drew is like, nah, give me Clarkson. Yeah, I would have Clarkson, too.
1: All right. Yes. Clarkson have still still alive. All
3: right. Still got Clarkson, yeah. got Murray,
1: got Brogdon. Those, those seem to be the, the leading names so far. And yeah, Sexton yeah. has been balling lately, too. Somebody, we might have to do a deep dive on, somebody has requested, guys, shout out to one of the new KOT followers, I I, I reposted uh, the deep dives that we did on Clarkson, Brogdon, uh, DeJounte, I forgot who else, we did like a deep dive like 12 weeks ago about possible trade scenarios, and lo and behold... All the Knicks, the, the Knicks announced they were interested in those guys like two days ago. I felt I, I felt really smart after that. It's like look at that, look guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, did this dude, we did this deep dive two weeks ago, and now the Knicks say they might be targeting them. I felt good, but so, some people are asking about Sexton. They want us to do a deep dive on Sexton, and forgot who else they mentioned. It says Sexton, Brogdon, no Bogdanovich. Okay. Sexton Dogdanovich. I'm still not sure if she does a deep dive on
3: Bogdanovich.
1: Like, do you think we're gonna go after Bogdanovich? I, I still feel like we need a playmaker. But I mean he's a scorer. On Detroit? Mm-hmm.
3: I I highly doubt it. I don't think the Knicks are looking at that in that direction. Yeah, but... me neither.
1: Like, I feel like it's possible he can do Sexton. I can possibly see that. I'm not sure how serious you would be about that though. That's why I was hesitant to include him in the first deep dive because I can, I can see if all else fails, maybe.
3: Yeah, I think at the moment, at least according to rumors, if the Knicks are to make a deal with Detroit, it's going to probably be Burks, more, than, more so than anyone. Oh, hell.
2: <laughs> Championship, Lee!
4: No. Chip! No.
2: Championship!
4: No, first round.
3: <laughs> nah, I, mean, I mean, I
1: mean, Burks did drop 33 the other day. He night. just dropped 33. So then did. Brock dropped 30. Burke dropped 33. I mean, listen, man. We here. We got Brunson. Brunson is like, yo, I just saw some crazy stats on Brunson. Now he, he scored like the fifth most points in the NBA this season.
3: Which is crazy. And
1: he's top. I think Fritz said in the chat he's top 12 in scoring, averaging 26 a game. I remember Fred Katz saying in, in this end the summer that he would end up averaging 27 a game this season. And those 1A guys that people they that Becky Hammond claims he isn't like they average, those guys average around 27 to 28 a game. And right now he's at 26 point.
4: That's what I predicted. Yeah. pretty season mm-hmm. 27.
1: Sure did, sure did. But imagine that with Alec Burks.
4: Bro. <laughs> oh, no, no. You ruined it, bro. I was like, okay, that was a setup. And you just dunked all over my head, man. That was Bird's trash.
1: Yo, yeah. I'm about to read you Alec Bird's stats, bro. like, come on. <laughs> Alec Bird is <laughs> yeah.
4: averaging 20 wrong.
0: points in 2024 for
4: game. <laughs> <laughs> a game. You don't want to hear Stop. these
0: Alec Bird stats.
4: I'm <laughs> so listening to Fox News propaganda right now. <laughs> I'm out, bro. I'm, I'm telling you.
3: What, Alex Burks, on so this Knicks team? Championship. Yeah, no! On, Championship. <laughs> I, I'm storming
4: the Capitol, out, Burks. He's on team, bro. <laughs> I'm going full mad at dumbass. I'm storming the Capitol, bro. I'm pissed. <laughs> and by Capitol, I mean Tibbs House. Tibbs <laughs> House.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yo, Tommy, Tommy Beard. Tommy Beer was posting the Alex Burks stats today. He was on it. Shout out to my guy, Tommy Beer. Yo, we need that to Tommy Beard back. Here we go. In ten games the Pistons have played this month, Alec Burks is averaging twenty point eight points per game, three point nine made threes, two point nine rebounds and twenty four point seven minutes, while shooting forty eight point five percent from the floor and forty nine point four percent from downtown. Woo. What do you want to have the bench? What do you want to have that off the bench? Scribes could
4: never,
1: never. <laughs> can't clean his boots.
4: All right. I feel I'm listening to Uncle Fulio right now, man. <laughs> this is some birds starting over iTunes right now. I can't, this is pure propaganda, man.
1: Yo, <laughs> no, six man, six man, Burks is back, bro. Six man, Burks is back, bro. <laughs> All right, we, wow. we playing, we playing, we joking, guys. We'll <laughs> take us <laughs> too serious. Too
3: much PTSD, man. Yeah, I, we, I yeah, go, yeah. we just trolling. I tro- can't go trail the cross to Too much PTSD. We just
1: trolling <laughs> Lee. We just Lee for fun. Yeah.
4: It's jokes. Say a blessing for y'all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, but yo, yo, OG, yo, shout out to Tommy. Yo, Tommy Bear is like my stats, my, 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 my stats god, yo.
4: Yeah. yeah. He's
1: great stats. It's Tommy. Got to have Tommy back. Got to have Tommy back. It's been a long overdue. But he posted some good, some good, uh... He posted some good OG stats too, yo. Yo, check these stats out. Top plus minus in 2024. OG Ananomi plus 171.
3: <laughs> God damn.
1: <laughs> yo, OG is a... con. This guy averages midpoint. He's 14 points a game. And he just shuts everybody around him down. Like he, how do you have the highest plus minus strictly off defense? And, and, and strictly off defense and 15 points a game is crazy. <laughs>
4: yep,
1: Strictly off defense and 15 points a game. I score 15 points a game and I stop everybody else from scoring another 20 points. And <laughs> isn't it's crazy. Second, Isaiah Hartenstein at 146. Third, Jalen Brunson at 140. Fourth, Paul George at 112. Fifth, Julius Randle at 110. So you're telling me the top five players who have the highest. Plus minus in 2024, four of those are his Nick players. And for those guys who want to trade for Donovan Mitchell, number six is Donovan Mitchell.
3: <laughs> I mean, got, got to pick up the Cavs. I mean, I think they're on like a seven-game winning streak right now. They're like half game over the Knicks. They're ten games over five hundred, and they don't even got. I'm not even sure if Garland's back yet. Or Evan Mobley because I haven't seen a Cavs game in a while, but the fact that they're doing that and those dudes are still out is is kind of crazy. But Knicks will still smack them in the playoffs if they see them though. Yeah, <laughs> they
1: still will. They still will. Donovan Mitchell will be playing out of his mind. Yeah, but now now, now that we have yeah, we just stick OG on him.
4: We good. Stick OG on him. What's uh what is the best Knicks trade before OG? Because this is the best one I've seen in a long time. Like, what's the last time that the Knicks got someone that really improved? Everything.
1: And the best the next Uh well, derrick Rose was a good trade at the time.
3: And okay. Josh Hart was a good trade too last year. Mm-hmm. I think there's both. But I don't know if I don't know if either one had the impact that OG had though, because right. OG OG pretty much transformed the starting lineup on the Knicks. Yeah, there's a
4: lot of trades you say that are worse, but I'm trying <laughs> to think of the last great one.
1: Josh Hart actually asquires is is has kept his plus minus as soon as he hit the Knicks was was astronomical as well. Like we have catapulted into like a top ten defense offense as soon as Josh Hart got here. Like even though people are crapping on this year, like with that trade last year, like we instantly started playing faster. The defense was great. Yeah. He was hitting threes when he got here too. Like he wasn't scared to shoot threes when he first got here. He was hitting threes.
3: Yeah, and then and then the Knicks won the first eight games with Josh Hart as well. They had like an eight game winning streak. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. So yeah, I think even though, yeah, our best our best trades so far have been like the rope, the role
4: rope player trades. Yeah, I think this might be the best one since Sprewell. Hmm. And, and you remember what happened when we traded for him?
1: I, Lee, always got an ulterior motive. got an ulterior motive. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm gonna connect those dots to those finals, damn it! I'm gonna connect, I'm gonna find a way. <laughs> I can circumvent here. See my eight squared. This finals, bro. I'm telling you. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. I feel like I, I thought about everything I need to talk about. Um, you know, we, maybe Tuesday, because they did talk about power. The Knicks are looking for backup power forwards. So maybe we'll do a backup power for a deep dive after, during the post game for Tuesday or something.
3: Yeah, and speaking of power forwards, I did read a report. I don't know how true it is, but I saw it on Twitter earlier today where um, Finney Smith from the Nets, mm-hmm. they said that the Nets want that, that two first-round picks for Finney Smith. I don't know how true that report is, but I just randomly ran into it on Twitter. Nah, people. Like, nah, I, I read like, that too. Yeah, but I'm like, the Nets are bugging if they think they can. They if they think they're gonna get two first round picks with Finley Smith, like, come Facts. on, man. he's gonna retire a net.
1: <laughs> Facts, but they need to do something. They need to blow that team up. That team ain't going on.
4: Please, yeah, please. That team
1: ain't going nowhere. I like Finley Smith though. Me
4: too. I like. Yeah, him. he's a good player. You know who's missing him. Mavericks. Bedtime. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I, 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 I love OG Ananobi. But low-key, I'd be like, man, we need another guy like that so he doesn't have to play 600 minutes a game. Like, <laughs> like, like, I like I shoot like, I don't know. Grimes for, for Finley Smith. I'll do that.
4: Oh, yeah, straight pick. up, no picks, <laughs> no, no picks. I think I would even add a pick, not unprotected, but I would add a pick. I saw what Finney did for the Mavs and that West Conference Finals run. They had him playing center sometimes. I'm not saying that Tibbs would do that, but boy can guard everything, mean three point shot too when it's on.
1: Yeah, like I think I feel like having two guys. I feel like to having two guys like that would be great. Because um, it won't be so much pressure on OG to play forty exactly. minutes, unless unless we blow them out, right? Because you know we blew him out today, so so they play. He got to play thirty minutes, thirty six minutes, but I don't have to blow every team out so he can play under forty minutes. You know what I mean?
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Great point.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know, but that's that's how you think if you that's how you think if you feel like you don't need to trade for Embiid or somebody. If you feel like you don't need to treat fan B, you get a pick, get Finley, get a pick, get DeJounte, and then go to war. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how you really... do it. Hmm?
4: That can win it. Yeah.
1: In my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, that's not how we're thinking right now. So we're still looking for, for that big swing. So we'll see what happens. All right. Um, but salute to the chat. If you're loving the show, hit that like and subscribe. We're here after every game talking Knicks basketball and having a great time talking about the greatness of the Knicks and the greatness of Alec Burks, all right? So (laughs) if you love the Knicks and Alec Burks, this is the place for you. Hit that like and subscribe if you like Alec Burks. (laughs) I don't see those lights going up. I don't see... Oh, man.
3: <laughs> oh man! I, I, think, yeah, I think you need to chill. Maybe about to make us lose subscribers. Oh, man. my bad, my bad. Come back, it
1: just I'm sorry. No. What are you talking
4: about, man? You got, uh, Uncle he was like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. He's <laughs> like, oh, like, I mean, he's making fake accounts, so he logged on. Oh, the,
3: the
1: rent accounts subscribing. I see. You. <laughs>
4: all the burners.
1: Oh, oh man! Burner. All right, all right, all right. Well salute to the chat. The Raz Cody. Eastern Brew, Marshall L, Michael Balls, everybody rocking with the show, everybody who's up at Ornus on a Saturday night, watch uh, talking Knicks basketball, yeah, or Sunday night, what day is it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's officially Sunday, but yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Y'all crazy. I love y'all too. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Any, uh, there's a lot of people here, so I feel like I have to explain. So, this segment of the show is called. Bruh. Bruh picks, all right. Now, bruh picks are usually the worst plays of the game. Sometimes it's not even the this game; it could be any game. And also, a bruh pick could be anything bad that happened in the world that you just want to point out and say, "This is stupid. This is dumb. Why did this person do this? Why did they say this?" I give that a bruh. That's what bruh picks are. So I don't know if you guys have bruh picks. Usually, Ryan G has plenty. Yeah, uh, I got a couple. He's missed a, he always has about three or four bro picks.
4: I don't know what this would fall under. Definitely not a bro pick. I don't have a bro pick tonight, but I do have, like, a, whatever the opposite of a bro pick. Are there oh U-Pick? Yeah. Uh, that, for some man, this whole game, I, I'll be honest, a little emotional seeing IQ and R.J. Barrett playing in Toronto Raptors jerseys. Two guys that I was there from the draft you know, hugging my dad hyping him up? Can't wait to see what they do. Remember when Will Rod West was like, Tim's a shooter, get him a shooter. I T like that was his guy. Right. Love to bear it with his pops, you know, saying I'm a Nick and I crying on his dad's yeah. shoulder. That's for those memories. I always will. Um, That was, that was a turnaround from the bad times to be good. But that hug at the end of this game between Brunson and Randall, like, you, know, Randall you know, at one point, Randall was like, oh man, did all me. But there was a moment there where I was like, damn, I love being a Knicks fan. And, I've felt it more in the last two, three years than I have in my entire life. That's a great feeling. And I'm so happy I had that feeling, that joy, That is as harebrained and obnoxious as Randall can be sometimes effort-wise and Brunson missing free throws, it kills me. But at the end of the day, I love both these dudes a lot, and I'm proud that they're Knit fans that can wear their jersey and mess with mad bums here in Dallas with, with that Brunson jersey. I love it, man. I like both these guys. I'm all in on Randall. say set in the preseason. I'm going to go all in and be a Randall, a Randall defender, a Randall stand, as State would say. Like, that That's me, bro. Like, yeah, that
1: is – Yo, the Lee KOT story arc is hilarious.
4: <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, as people change. Yeah, it's, people it's, it's change.
1: Opinion, did, you you know, know, a, did anybody America's watch Dragon Ball Z – I feel like I feel like this, I feel yeah, like this is Dragon Ball Z cop, you know how Dragon Ball Z where Goku just goes around and he's like fights all the villains and all of a sudden the villains become his best friend. I feel like that's what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tibbs Randall. Yeah. Like, like Randall is Goku right now and
4: now y'all best friends. I don't know. <laughs> you hated him last year. That's crazy. I do. I do. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, I don't anymore. And I'm happy for that. It's nice to not have a play on my team that I, I have like, this personal vendetta against. All the narratives are out the window, man. I'm just here to root for my boys. And I think Randall and Brunson, they obviously, they love each other. They respect each other. we I have not seen a duo like that in my Knits fandom. It was just kind of mellow as by himself, never had a co-star, straight to have two guys that in my opinion, both deserve some MVP consideration. Certainly Jalen Brunson, both deserve all NBA consideration as well. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my oop pick, man. I, just, I love that hug. It got to me, man. I was sitting in my apartment, a little stoned, alone, with my cats, and I was like, damn, I love these nits." So I just wanted to do <laughs> some positivity, because I usually roast somebody during this time, and no roasting at night, just love.
1: All right. I'm not going to roast yeah. you with that. Okay. <laughs> he, he's making it too easy for the, the roast. I'm going to roast you early. <laughs> I already roasted you early today. I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> Uh, like Ryan G was thinking the same thing. I saw that Ryan G's face. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I am going to add to the good vibes, though, because and I think I I definitely love the Randall and Brunson embrace, but also like the Randall and quickly, quickly embrace as well, because there are a couple of people in Knicks Nation, and I think one of them was in the chat the other day. I forgot who it was saying want to bring up the incident where Randall was. Um, I think it was against the magic. I think that one season, I don't know if it was last year or the previous year, but but I think Magic and not Magic, but I think Randall was kind of upset at IQ, and like at like at the halftime, and Randall kind of uh, I forgot what he did to IQ, whatever the case may be. But you could tell that Randall was clearly clearly agitated. IQ tried to calm him down. Yeah, I remember like, that. Whatever the case may be, you know, as, as his case as to why Randall should be off the team and things of that nature, and then just to see Randall IQ. Embrace like that after the game, like you could, you could, you could tell like those guys really do love each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. And I'm just tired of people in Nick's Twitter trying to trying to make these false narratives about you yep. know players being against each other and things of that nature when these dudes really do got love for each other. Like, yo, how many times we you know we have our brothers where whether they're our blood brothers or our friend brothers where we go where we go at each other, we're mad at each other, we shout it out or whatever the case may be, but at the end of the day, it's still all love. That's right. You know what I'm talking about? And people always like to make these false ass narratives to fit their agenda as to why this team why this player shouldn't be on the team and things of that nature. I get sick and tired of that, shit, and I'm glad to see that that you know Randall and IQ really hugged it out. And, sh- and those brothers really and it show, and it, they show that those brothers really love each other, you know what I'm saying? That there's love there, so just want to get that out the way.
1: All right, all That's right, got the mushy bros, the mushy oopics,
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, not, oh. <laughs> now, I'm gonna get to the bruh, bro. Let's get to the bug. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I gotta do this. No, but my you're bro, bro goes you're to Ant Edwards on the Minnesota Timberwolves because tonight my guy was fouled at the three point line, team down by three. All he had to do was hit his three free throws, tie the game, and more than likely. It would have went into overtime. My guy missed the first free throw. All mm. right. Try to get try to get in the next one. My guy missed the second free throw. Mm. So was like, damn, now all of a sudden you put your team in a predicament. Now you got to try to miss the third free throw, get the rebound, hopefully, and go for a three-point shot to try to tie the game. My guy tried to miss the free throw. It hits the backboard. It doesn't hit the rim. Turnover. So my guy ends up missing all three free throws at the end of the game and pretty much the Thunder 1. At the end,
4: bruh, wow, that sucks. And and Giddy had five
3: points.
4: (laughs) (laughs) the the other 13 challenge?
1: Oh god,
4: bruh, did y'all see when the Thunder went to Chet Holmgren? They went in Minnesota tonight. Last night, they went to uh Chet Holmgren, where he's from, Minnesota, went to his high school. They were retiring in his jersey. And this is, this is not a joke. I'm not setting this up for a joke. This is real. Entire Thunder team also came into this from Sam Presty on down to the Water Boys, with the exception of one guy. And thinking about the Thunder organization, which one guy wouldn't be allowed in the high school? Ah! Uh, <laughs> and he wasn't there for a reason. <laughs> to him... That's like a buffet. That's like his, his only famous is Zion's buffet. A high school is Josh Giddey's buffet. Man, he's like, my God. I'm about to drop a triple-double, 15, 15, and 15. Let's go. Bruh. Yo. I said I wasn't going to roast anyone, man. Now I got me roasting. Damn. Can't help it, man. Can't help it. Yo. you you know? Oh, man. I got to let that read.
3: <laughs> 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 and I got one more brother follow up with that. I don't know if my brother's gonna be I don't know I mean, if my try brother's try. With that but <laughs> <laughs> I have one more bro. Oh my this god bro goes to the goes to clearly the worst Porter brother who played for Toronto tonight against the <laughs> Knicks. I forgot his name, but he's clearly the worst Porter brother because this dude he cannot ball. But yeah, in this game tonight. My guy did his best Josh Hart impersonation. Oh yeah. At the top of the key, trying to throw a pass. I think it was, I think it was Trent Jr. in the corner. Trying to throw a pass to him, and my pass went to the 10th row in the stands.
1: Bruh. I'm sorry, man. Jalen Brunson's my favorite player. But well, you get a broad too, man. You, you pass the ball. I don't know who the hell you was passing the ball to. <laughs> the water boy, the cheerleader, the the the, the, the there was nobody there. You know how you pass the ball and you're like, okay, well, you think, well, maybe, maybe he saw him quickly because, you know, he's used to him being on the scene. Maybe he saw RJ Barrett. Oh, maybe the ref's there. He saw that in the peripheral. There was nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> there was nobody. He threw it to an empty space. So oh, I don't know. That's my favorite player, though. MVP candidate, 1A, all that. But. Bruh. I was
4: a bro. Sorry, guy. Britt said, Mikey, you knows?" Yeah, we start. got a call.
1: Hmm? Oh, Mikey, you got Mikey on the Discord? Let's go. Mikey on the Discord. Mikey on the Discord. Mikey said, hold hold my beer. Wait a minute. Because <laughs> we's about to wrap up the show after the bruh picks." And you got Mikey on the Discord. If you don't know, there's a Discord link. Did I even put the Discord link in the chat? I'm slipping.
3: Wait, dude. <laughs> hmm? Now I was saying that um that how did Mikey get on the Discord? Because Mikey's
1: because Mikey knows the Discord already. Oh, like okay. he, he's part of the KOT Discord. So he oh, just okay. goes on our date, he he just joins the KOT Discord and then jumps into the
4: He's family.
1: Yeah, he knows. He he knows. He's family. All right, all right. <laughs> he's family. He's long time. I'm I'm gonna bring I'ma bring Mikey in here. All right, let's get it. Mikey. Yeah. what's good. Looks good. Wait, can you hear us? Hold on. Can you hear me? What's up? What's good? You, you you sound low for some reason.
3: Yeah, man, low, yeah.
1: Let's see. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Maybe I have to adjust something. I got you. I got you.
0: I got you.
1: Okay, say something All like right, Mikey. Yo, there you go. Yo,
0: I'm, I'm here. Yo, I'm here. It's Mikey Uno from the Lower East Side. What's going on, Mikey? And I'm here with my son Jack. What up, Jack? My nine-year-old, the greatest nine-year-old ever in the, in the planet. Okay. You already know. Okay. Yo, we watched that game. It was such a fun game. Yo, with my brother too, bro. Yo, we watched that game. It was dope, bro. Jalen brunts him. Yes. Him. Did his dang. Mm. Yeah. Yo, and, and 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 let me tell you, listen. I know you heard my arguments when I was always bigging up Julius Randall, letting y'all know he's going to turn around. Mm. He's going to be that thing. He's going to be him too. Mm. So we here right now. Look, I don't want to take too much of your time, but my son really wanted me to call in because he wanted to say, Hello. Yeah. Let's go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's, go Let's go. Next.
0: next. Let's, Let go next. next. Let Let's go that. to the finals. Tell them, tell them we going to the finals. Yeah going, going to... to the finals. Who are we going to beat in the finals? Oh, man, Little Magic Genius. Let's go. We're <laughs> <laughs> we going all the way, baby. We're oh, going all the let's way. Go. Let's go. That's I'm go. talking about, baby. Uh, let's go. We outside. He's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad y'all um, connected with us tonight, man. Yo, my son really appreciates this, man. You guys are awesome, man. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I mean, appreciate you. All right, Shout out to Mike. young
3: yeah, that's why I saw a call right there.
0: I'm going to hang up because I know there's a delay. So I, I want to like hear hear us talking. So. All right, bet, bet, <laughs> yo, bet. bet. You guys, everybody, yo, we already know we're going to take it all the way. All right, that's you a, guys have a good night, man. All right, big up yourself. Respect. Yeah, you respect. Cool, man. All right. Oh.
1: Like <laughs> Uno and the family. <clears throat> family show, guys. It's just a family show. Sometimes, all right. <laughs> all right. That's our show, guys. That's our show. Good show, guys. I appreciate you guys. Sure. Shout out to everybody who, who's, who's up with us. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like I've said everything you had to say. Do you anything anything in closing or we can just get to get to?
4: Yeah.
1: All right. So who, Lee, let them know where you can find you, man.
4: At underscore Lee Escobedo, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O, or search that search bar, hashtag bump. That's oh. me throwing hands with a mass fan. Book club time, kids. Oh. Today, The Diving Bell and The Butterfly. This is a book by John dominique Balbi. It's an autobiographical novel. It's a memoir. Uh, he was a fashion editor for l Magazine out of France. Hmm. It's a French guy. And in the early 90s, he had this like one in 10 million case. we had a stroke while he was driving a car with his son in it, and he was able to pull off to the side, but he became paralyzed. And the only thing that he could move was his left eye. So from that point on, he lived the rest of his life paraplegic, but he built an alphabet with his nurse and aide and able to write a memoir based on blinking, correlating with certain letters in the alphabet. This is his memoir. It's about his life. It's about his new, refreshing understanding of consciousness, his new understanding of self his new understanding of others around him in the world that he lived in because he was confined to a bed and he had to depend on other people to bathe him, to wipe his ass, to wake him up in the morning, to feed him, to go from someone who had everything to having nothing but your left eye blinking. It completely changed and revolutionized the way he thought. And with everything going on in the world, I wanted to have a different perspective. So I picked this book up. There's also a film by the great painter Julian Chernobyl, who's also a great director. He adapted this to film in the mid-2000s to beautiful Beautiful film as well, but the book is even better. Think about that. 200 pages, purely written by an alphabet you've created by blinking. That's an unbelievable feat. That's He's crazy. He was a, genius. He's a wow. genius before he had an accident. He was a genius after. and this book is a great book to help center yourself to remember you're not the main character. You are a supporting cast member in this thing we call life, and we're all player. Let's go. Mm.
1: What's this up? Old book my blinking? That's crazy.
4: Yo. So one yeah, so like button this button. is A,
1: that's B. Correct. C. So 26 that's Blinks right. is Z is Z.
4: That's crazy. Dang. I hope yeah, if you
1: miscount, then that's
4: crazy. All right. Wow. One more what makes the film so cool? It's shot as it from that guy's perspective with the one eye, the entire film. So it's really it's also another beautiful um wow. adaptation as well. I recommend the book. The movie's also awesome. Diamond Bell and the Butterfly. All
1: right. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm About to do some anime. <laughs> 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 New anime you should watch today.
4: Yo, let's do it. <laughs> More creative, the better, man. I love it.
1: <laughs> now nah, it's funny. I haven't watched. I haven't gotten to a good anime in a while. Haven't gotten to the anime in a while. The last thing I was watching was Spy, was Spy Family. That was entertaining and that's like kind of cutesy it's like it's like this is weird it's a weird anime where um one guy is a secret spy <laughs> and he's married he's fake married to his wife who's an assassin and <laughs> to, to complete their family they adopted a kid who's like,
3: like a uh who can read
1: minds and they all keeping Love secrets you. from each other
3: <laughs> no. wow.
1: and like yeah it's great and then he's like trying to save the world by putting by uh putting together the secret family and like trying to stop a war from happening, but it's like a it's like a QT type. Of. It's like interesting because it's like fight scenes, but then also QT. It's, it's interesting. For guys into yeah. anime. <laughs> <laughs> that is my anime review. Also, Attack on Titan ended two two months ago, and that was crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Titan, yeah.
1: That was crazy because I was mad that they didn't. I, I was mad that they brought it back to have one episode after like a long layoff that pissed me off a little bit because i felt like it took something out of the the mm-hmm. grand finale but the way it ended was perfect that was such a good ending you
4: have the chat talking about anime now oh yeah you know dropping your favorite animes Yo, drop in your
1: favorite animes in the chat what
4: <laughs> <laughs> <in> the
1: drop cowboy bebop yo kyle yo the, the cowboy bebop netflix cowboy Netflix did a live action cowboy v bob. That was it was kind of fire, actually.
4: I didn't see it, but I love the cartoon. Yeah, incredible. The theme song, though. You got Arcane. Got Cowboy V
1: hi Ryan G, any recommendations? I don't know.
3: <laughs> well, my my anime um list is not that extensive. But um I did watch Death Note, which was
1: Death Note! Love
3: a- 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 Death Note. And I watch, of course, Dragon Ball Z is my favorite one. Like I, I, I love Dragon Ball Z. Pretty much watch every episode, and yep. also watch Full Metal Alchemist as well. So oh, yeah, that
1: was a good one too. Yeah, too yeah,
3: so so th- those would be my three. I need to I need to expand my anime horizons a bit.
1: Demon Slayer got crazy. I, just, I saw Demon Slayer. Yeah, is Demon Slayer is dope. Demon Slayer is dope. So definitely check into that if you haven't. But yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten to a good one in a while. My sister, my sister is even bigger anime nerd than me. It's kind of funny. I I, like I I brought her to anime and then she just like. She took over. She's like got Crunchyroll. She got the the, the big anime Fire Stick now. Like she's all she's deeper than me now. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) All right. But yeah, shout out to anime lovers. All right. ING let her know. Wait.
3: You can all you can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir
1: G is chilling.
3: That's S I R G is C H I L L I N.
1: That's right. And you can find us at the K O T show on Twitter, the Naked Time show on Instagram, and the Naked Time show on Facebook as well. All right, that's the show. We out of here. Um, and guess what? as always
3: shut out the world wide west and
1: we go we leave a worldwide mess Some what's out here in these Nick's YouTube streets that's the show we out of here get the get those thunder shades on Lee, so you can read that's and not so get right. migraines all right we out of here Shout out the world wide west
0: Everywhere we go we leave a worldwide mess. New York, New York, big city of dreams I'm coming, coming, coming straight out, out New York, New York, big city of dreams M-M-M-M-M-Y-C.